0: This is the Daily Signal podcast for Wednesday, May 17th. I'm Samantha Sherris and joining today's show is Derek Kreifels. Derek is the chief executive officer of the State Financial Officers Foundation, whose mission, according to its website, is to drive fiscally sound public policy by partnering with key stakeholders and educating Americans on the role of responsible financial management in a free market economy. Derek joined me during the Heritage Foundation's 50th anniversary last month to discuss environmental, social, and governance policies, also known as ESG, some of the ways the State Financial Officers Foundation is helping states navigate the ESG issue, and what resources are available to them, and much more. We'll get to my conversation with Derek right after this. This is Mike Howell at the Heritage Foundation. I know how the left and the deep state operate because I've seen it from the inside. When I was working for the Trump administration, I learned how the left made our lives miserable and how they continued to think they could play by their own rules. Well, now we're taking all these tricks and tactics that were deployed against the Trump administration and turning them against the Biden regime. Through the work of the oversight project, we're exposing the left for what they are and embarrassing some actors responsible. We're using strategic FOIAs and fearless litigation to force these bureaucrats to deliver documents they'd prefer to never see the light of day. But for our work to be successful, we need patriots like you to stand with us. You can take action now. Visit heritage.org oversight to learn more. There's no time to waste. Derek Kreifels is joining us today. Derek is the CEO of the State Financial Officers Foundation and has been one of the leading voices opposing environmental, social and governance or ESG policies. Thanks so much for joining us.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me. It's great to be here.
0: Yes. Well, we are so happy to be interviewing you today on such an important topic. As I mentioned, um, the State Financial Officers Foundation has really been one of the most vocal organizations in the fight against ESG policies. But before we get any further, can you just remind our audience you know, what ESG is and some of the concerns surrounding it?
1: Absolutely. So ESG stands for Environmental, Social, and Governance. It's it's a form of investing that really uh, sidesteps the democratic process. It is a group of activist uh, investors, uh, fund managers, and banks that are trying to push uh, the leftist agenda, this social policy, through uh, and sidestep the democratic process. They know they can't get uh, some of this legislation passed in Congress anymore, and they know that they can't get it through the courts. Mm And so this is kind of a last ditched effort to try to make sure that their vision of America, which mm-hmm. is very different than ours, um, is uh, is achieved.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. And I wanted to talk specifically now about your foundation and some of the ways that you've been able to help states navigate you know, these ESG issues and what resources are available to them.
1: Absolutely. So we provide the tools. We're a 501c3 educational organization. Mm-hmm. So we get to provide tools to... Uh, state governments, mainly state treasurers, state auditors, uh, state controllers. Uh, we represent 28 states, 35 state officials from 28 states. Okay. Um, and so a great group of, of freedom-loving, free market men and women who are, most cases are statewide elected officials. Mm-hmm and uh you know over the last year and a half we've been providing information and data so that they can make decisions that are best for their states Mm -hmm. Um, we've seen eight states divest uh, over five billion dollars from companies like blackrock Um, we've seen model policies uh, pushed out and enacted that uh, strengthen fiduciary responsibility Mm -hmm. in their states Um, We've seen model policies that uh, enact an anti-discriminatory policy towards um, fund managers that might be boycotting the fossil fuel industry, for Mm -hmm. example. Um, And so we are there just to provide the tools and the information, and then each of those state officials working with their governors, their AGs, Um, can make the best decision Mm -hmm. uh, for their state on Mm -hmm. what is the best solution. Mm
0: -hmm. Over the last couple of years, and even over the last couple of months, really the momentum around ESG has been building and we've been having more conversations around it. When did you first notice the issue of ESG come to light? Do you think it was gradual? Was it, you know, all at once? Where do you see it?
1: Yeah, we've known about Mm -hmm. ESG investing for several years. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we worked with several different uh, financial firms that we knew were, uh, that had ESG products available mm-hmm. to their customers. But we never really saw the movement weaponized mm-hmm. in a way that this White House and administration has weaponized it. Certainly, um, fund managers like BlackRock, State Street, Vanguard have weaponized it. Um, and uh, and so it's really just been in the last two years that um, we've seen them use, funds like Mm -hmm. pension retirement funds um, in a way that leverages those dollars to push these social agendas and Mm so you know our simple premise and argument has been if most americans knew how their pension fund dollars were being invested Mm -hmm. they would probably be appalled Mm -hmm. and shocked Um, and so we launched a campaign called our money our values Mm -hmm. Um, it's available at our website ourmoneyourvalues.com where we're trying to educate Main Street America on the dangers of ESG investing and what they can do specifically um, at the retail level to go to their you know, um, neighborhood financial advisor and uh, ask certain questions about the kind of fund managers that are managing their dollars and how to change that mm-hmm. if um, if there are companies that are managing dollars that they don't necessarily agree with their mm-hmm. actions.
0: Mm-hmm. What are some of the type of questions that you could ask if you wanted to, you know, figure out whether or not your money is being invested this yeah. way or another?
1: Yeah, so a few of them, you know, would be, uh, you know, if, is my money invested in a fund manager that is... Uh, uh, focus on DEI initiatives mm-hmm. or environmental issues, or are they enacting shareholder proposals during proxy season that would do any of those mm-hmm. uh, things? Um, and so we kind of lay that out in a really simple downloadable PDF mm-hmm. that doesn't cost anything, doesn't ask for anybody's personal information. Mm-hmm. They can go to that website, download it, and take it into their their financial mm-hmm. advisor.
0: That's great. Uh, I wanted to also ask about some in your view, what you've been seeing as some of the most visible examples of ESG just in our daily lives.
1: Yeah. So, um, you know, we can s- certainly see it on the global scale. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's been happening in Europe for uh, a, you know several years before it really hit here in a strong way. You know, many people saw in the news um, a situation in Sri Lanka where... Mm-hmm. Um, You know, the government broke down, there was mass chaos, uh, families didn't have fuel for their vehicles, didn't have cooking fuel, you know, most Mm -hmm. Sri Lankan families, they're an island nation, they um, cook their food on a small little gas stove, Mm -hmm. and they didn't have the fuel to be able to cook. Mm -hmm. All of that was a direct result of ESG policies put in place by the federal government there. We've also seen Dutch farmers protesting, um, driving their tractors to block interstates and mm-hmm. to raise awareness of what the Dutch government's trying to do in the name of uh, methane mitigation, because cows, uh, the waste from cows, mm-hmm. uh, you know, provides, uh, puts methane into the air. Um, and and so uh, what a lot of these ESG protesters don't understand, and, and you know, I'm based in the heartland, I'm, I'm in Kansas City, mm-hmm. um, a lot of our treasures are, are Plain states flyover states that we work with agriculture and farmers mm-hmm. and you cannot mass produce food mm-hmm. without some of these products some of these chemicals and some of the things that you know uh, that they're fighting against mm-hmm. and so we are just we're trying to again educate uh you know the agricultural community the business community um, we've seen um, different initiatives being introduced uh, in shareholder proposals, even on um, social issues, Mm -hmm. like abortion rights, right? Where some nefarious shareholders are introducing, you know, proposals that would require like TJ Maxx, Walmart, Mm -hmm. Lowe's to offer, uh, you know, a three-day paid trip Mm -hmm. for, you know, an abortion to California. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's some of those kinds of things that we're seeing that are very real that they're doing all under the ESG banner, under that Mm -hmm. social aspect of the ESG.
0: I want to talk a little bit about some of the state efforts we've seen so far the governors of Utah, Kentucky, West Virginia, and Arkansas Um, In 2023, signed legislation into law aimed at combating ESG policies, and more than a dozen states have introduced or are considering taking action on similar bills. Mm -hmm. What is your message to these states that have yet to pass legislation, you know, maybe are still working through it, um, and why is it, you know, so important in your view for them to do so?
1: Well, I think the message um, should be uh, directed to the people of those states first, Mm -hmm. to say, if you want to retire, when you feel like you should be able to, Mm -hmm. Uh, ESG could change the year of your age of retirement. Mm It could make a difference between you retiring at age 65 or having to wait until you're 66 or 67 because Mm -hmm. frankly the returns aren't going to be there. When when companies and and institutional investors invest their dollars in a way that are focused on these social issues, Mm -hmm. they're not paying attention to the best rate of return for their investment. And so we've seen um, resistance in states from pension funds. Uh, a lot of state staff, you know, the, the deep state is just as deep and dark in the state mm-hmm. governments as they are in the federal government. And the bureaucrats engaged in those different pension funds, they're pushing back. And they're, you know, they're buddies with some of the big fund managers that we've been talking about. Uh, and so they're, they're scared. Um, they are, are trying to scare people by, you know, making huge... Fiscal notes uh, where they're not willing to back up the math Mm -hmm. on those, Um, and we've seen time after time even the same talking points being Mm -hmm. shared in multiple states. Um, And so, you know, our our state treasurers, state auditors, they're not going to go away. They're not going to back down. Mm -hmm. Um, They're here to bring some sanity uh, (laughs) to uh, pension systems um, to fiduciary law, which is really what we're talking about. That's Mm -hmm. the foundation of the argument, fiduciary responsibility. Um, without that, uh, you can't have good returns Mm -hmm. to provide for retirement for folks.
0: I also wanted to get your thoughts on, if we look at the media coverage of ESG, what do you think is being missed in the reporting, um, of ESG?
1: That's a great question. Um, you know, I think, uh, I, I don't know if, if it's missing in the actual reporting mm-hmm. of ESG, but I would say um, i'm I've been surprised by the lack of of uh, ESG being on the forefront of some of our presidential candidates. Mm-hmm. Um, as more and more come forward and announce their candidacy, um, this is the biggest issue affecting all levels of the American financial system. Mm-hmm. They're trying to change it, right? it's 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 an introduction of, of a, of a, you know, form of socialism, um, you know, modeled after, you know, the CCP and, and everybody else. So, you know, my encouragement, you know, is to follow some of the, you know, Mike Pence has been probably the most vocal um, person to bring attention to the ESG issue. I would just encourage, you know, Senator Scott and Nikki Haley and everybody else to pick up the mantle and start making sure that, that voters know how dangerous this is um, for our entire financial security.
0: Mm -hmm. Derek, just before we go, I wanted to give you the opportunity to share any final thoughts.
1: Well, you know, we're just, um, real appreciative, you know, here this week celebrating Heritage's 50th anniversary. And I've often said in public that Heritage Foundation is the firewall, right? For the conservative movement. So, um, we absolutely, um, have to make sure that the Heritage Foundation is strong and out front. They do so much to support organizations like SFOF and other organizations around the country, organizations that aren't in the swamp, we're, you know we're, we're in the states. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we just applaud everything that Dr. Roberts has been doing under his leadership. Um, and we just, uh, want to do everything we can to support that.
0: Well, thank you so much, Derek Kreifels of the state financial officers foundation for joining us today. Thanks so much for
1: having me. Really appreciate it.
0: And that'll do it for today's episode. Thank you for listening to my interview with Derek Kreifels. Make sure you subscribe to the daily signal, wherever you get your podcasts and help us reach even more listeners by leaving a five-star rating and review. We read and appreciate all of your feedback. Thanks again for listening. We hope you have a great Wednesday, and we'll be back with you all this afternoon for top news.
1: The Daily Signal podcast is brought to you by more than half a million members of the Heritage Foundation. Executive producers are Rob Bluey and Kate Trinko. Producers are Virginia Allen and Samantha Asheris. Sound designed by Lauren Evans, Mark
0: Guiney, and John Pop. To learn more, please visit DailySignal.com.